Today is Sunday, August the 6th, the Feast of the Transfiguration. Today's Feast of the Transfiguration is one of those gospel events that steps out of the ordinary, as does, for example, the account of the baptism of Jesus by John. Both involve the presence of the divine and the divinely inspired. I think of the transfiguration as something like coming attractions. The event takes place near the end of Jesus's public ministry and seems to act as a glimpse into the very near future, Jesus's death and resurrection. Jesus leads three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, into this special scene, and then astounding events unfold before their eyes. He was transfigured before them, his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white like the light. Peter responds by acknowledging how good it is for us to be here. And then the cloud, the ancient sign of the very presence of God, overshadows them and the voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. What on earth is going on here? From our historical perspective, we can look back and say the disciples were given a preview of the glory that belonged to Jesus after his death and resurrection and in the fullness of the kingdom of God. They don't know it now, but that is the same glory that they will be given after they bring the message of the kingdom to their contemporaries. What a special moment for them and also for us who receive the promise of ultimate glory from Jesus through God's generous love. Today, we're invited to plumb the depths of this astounding transfiguration moment in the lives of Jesus and the disciples. I usually think of the glory of Jesus at the moment of the transfiguration being associated with his resurrection. But the truth is both the suffering and death of Jesus and the resurrection represent to us the glory the Son has received from the Father. Scripture scholar Tom Wright invites his readers to discover a parallel between this transfiguration moment and the crucifixion of Jesus. It can be compared and contrasted this way. At the transfiguration, Jesus is revealed in glory. At the crucifixion, Jesus is revealed in shame. At the transfiguration, his clothes are shining white. At the crucifixion, his clothes are roughly stripped off of him. At the transfiguration, Jesus stands with Moses and Elijah. At the crucifixion, Jesus is nailed to the cross between two thieves. At the transfiguration, Jesus is surrounded by the shining cloud. At the crucifixion, darkness covers the earth. The mountaintop view of transfiguration gets its meaning from the hilltop of Golgotha and vice versa. Our lives are filled with experiences that we can, could describe as transfigurations. For instance, the birth of a child, honors coming to someone who has worked diligently and hard, and truly 
are enjoying the benefits of good health. And our lives are filled with crucifixion experiences as well. The loss of a job or economic instability, the loss of a loved one to death and the pain of illness. The list goes on and on. And we're called to be attentive to both experiences, those by which I am transfigured and those that are a crucifixion to me. The same glory shines through both of these real life situations if we but let it in, and in so doing, we let Christ in at ever deeper levels of our lives. And so we pray today, Lord, help us to live into the reality of Christ's life, death, and resurrection in our lives. Let us be more deeply aware of Jesus' presence to us and to live into as well as out of that glorious, inviting presence that you are to us. I'm Father Philip Dabney, a Redemptorist priest stationed now at the Basilica of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Boston, Massachusetts.